Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Ah, welcome to Brothers Discussion. This is episode 50. That was kind of a rushed AJ Styles. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Brothers Discussion. This is episode 50. That's what, what? that was? Oh. I thought you were uh, the third guy in the NXT commentary. Hey, man, Street Profits never get a straight shot. <laughs> they never get a fair game, do they? They're, they're on a two-match two, two winning Percy streak. Percy Watson. Percy Watson. Two-match winning streak for the We've Street We've referenced Profits. him like three out of the last six weeks, and we couldn't remember his damn name, and we had to keep looking <laughs> it up. Professionalism. Percy Watson. All day. Percy Watson. Well, as we all, all right. know, this That's is little this AJ Street Profits podcast where we talk everything there is to know about the Street Profits. 60-minute Iron Man <laughs> podcast <laughs> about the greatest team in wrestling They history. are the brand new Evolve Tag Team Champ. Just kidding, everybody. All right. This is the Brothers of Discussion. Welcome to episode 50. Uh, first of all, yeah. if you've been around for 50 episodes, thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, yeah. from both of the brothers in discussion, you've listened to all the impressions from Otis Dozovich Ducky. to Ducky. Kevin Owens. Ducky. <laughs> Ducky. <laughs> to AJ Styles. <laughs> and of course, uh, the very difficult Michael Cole. <laughs> I think what I'll do is I'll just like fit in like an actual quote from from them off YouTube. <laughs> It'll sound really great. Um, <laughs> well, uh, if you've been around for fifty weeks, that means you've heard. That was a good you've recovery. Heard, you've heard this. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget about me, Howard Finkel. Oh. Um, there you go. Where was I? Right. So you've and heard this my, fifty times. Wait, who's this? Who's the SmackDown in 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 house announcer? What's his name? We figured it out. Uh, once. Yeah, that's right. We had uh, five minutes of dead air <laughs> just just going click 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 from Kyoto, Japan. Shinsuke. Nakamura! Wait, am I mixing up the NXT? Oh, wait. Is NXT yes, JoJo? Probably. No, I can't. I don't know, but this is Percy Watson. Street Profits never get a fair game. <laughs> I should work on my Nigel McGuinness. That's the new one we're working on. <laughs> Maybe we could just yeah. have a conversation. Nigel McGuinness, here they come. It's Mustache Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All 
And then, of course, William Regal. I cannot hit myself. <laughs> um, well, as we as we continue to do another smooth start for episode fifty, we uh, we want to remind you another smooth start all day. Go to right. bodpodcast.com. Um, as as some have pointed out to me, it is much easier to say bodpod. Podcast.com. I'm never going to say pod. that. It's bodpodcast.com. Bodpodcast.com. The hub for yeah. all things. I personally say bodpodcast.com, and people know exactly what I'm saying. Just, so you gotta, it's got to be fluid. It's three monosyllabic three letter words. Bodpodcast.com. <laughs> All right, that was really two monosyllabic three-letter words. One two-letter word, and then another two-letter well, word. Well, uh, our two favorite ways to pronounce it are with a dot .com at the end, and the other one uh, is with an at at the beginning. That's at BOD Podcast for everything social media-wise. That's Facebook and Twitter. Believe it or not, there aren't a lot of people that wanted that handle, so we nailed it. BODpodcast.com, at BOD Podcast for the social media conversations. All right. Let's, let's enough of this. We're, we're jumping in. Uh, if Otis Dozovich and uh, Finkel want to get uh, some opinions in here. Uh, now, yes, <laughs> now that we're 50 weeks in, 50 episodes, uh, what we did this Not a cold we did this at episode 30. Yeah. Let's do it again. What what have we learned? Let's hear you. Let's hear you. Go ahead, Matt. Let's hear you struggle through another opening of Brothers of whatever this stupid you know, show's called. Kevin. Every goddamn time you make your way on this show, I... You know what? Just because I'm on the shelf, you know what? Maybe you should permanently be on the shelf. Nobody cares about Brothers of Discussion except maybe hey, your one fan. We had ten, ten listeners to our preview of the Evolution pay-per-view, mister. That was ten people who accidentally double-clicked something they wanted to <laughs> click on. Well... Regardless, they listened to it, so we did something right. They didn't turn it off. I'm sure there are ten very excited bots out there who got to listen to five seconds of another episode. <laughs> the best bots in the world. Uh, you know what? I've had enough. Me and Sami Zayn are going on vacation. Goodbye. <laughs> that was perfect. Should we slam a door shut? That was a cameo. <laughs> uh, I threw a bottle cap All on right. my table. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start with uh, one of the things that I've learned. Um, what have you learned? so Matt? dumb. Don't get testy with like... Kevin Owens. That's what I've learned. <laughs> um, we, we learned uh, how disgusting and opportunistic and how everything... Like, how, how disgusting and opportunistic the WWE can be and how everything, no, no matter how progressive or just, you know... It, it's all about yeah, the money. Like, it, it's always been a strategy. It's always been... As, you know, they're a big company. That's that's what those big companies do. You don't... Like, you see those LinkedIn uh, profiles for, like, HR HR people on, on large companies, and they're always posting pictures of everybody yeah. putting up... You know, building a big house. We're building a park. That's... They have to do that. They have to build goodwill, because otherwise... You're talking about companies that use kids to make but that soil is enriched with dead bodies. <laughs> People are getting murdered. <laughs> Literally built with the blood of dying humans, um, because the you know the money goes to pay. <laughs> Anyways, um, and, and of course there's there's a big show happening. Easy, 
Easy. Uh-oh. Well, it's me, I'm going to try not right. to say it. Um, I, I've been calling it the hashtag Brown Town Jewel. If you want to join in on that. Got, w, got WWE by the jewels? Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to follow uh, our, our hashtag uh, war against the WWE, it's uh, Crown Tools, the Crown Fool, Ooh. and the Brown Town Ooh. Jewel. Uh, I think... I think Ooh. those are our best performing hashtags right now. What about hashtag got us by the little hairs? Sure. Got us by the curlies. <laughs> we could get a sponsorship deal with Hermes. We've got We've the beats. <laughs> We've got the curlies. So all right. it, it's it's all it's all pretty negative. <clears throat> Uh, I think the longer I do this, the more I don't only hate the WWE, but I also hate... I hate uh, myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, but I hate, you I do. hate the industry <laughs> that is the media types and journalism coverage. The media. Or pro wrestling. And is there yeah. any better demonstration of how dumb <laughs> journalism and media coverage is in pro wrestling... Then PWI's top 100 female wrestlers. Oh, Matt's dropping names. Right at, right at the top him, of the list. Who is Get it, Mike? Him. Well, hmm. Probably somebody who's had a really great yep. year. Um, they've you know, held some championships. They've won some big matches. I'm going with the greatest wrestler on the planet. Ronda Rousey! <laughs> Was I right? Oh, man, you nailed it. Woo! Boom! That's how you call the list, baby! So That's how you sell some magazines, baby! They, they did such a wonderful job picking the best wrestler uh, in the world right now, Mike, that uh, Ronda Easily. was embarrassed. You know, I'm tired of these lists being populated with 16-year vets. <laughs> Give me somebody who's still Green wearing the diapers. Ring. That's what I want. Wrestling diapers. <laughs> Uh, so she she's asked about it, or I guess she's at a podcast and told about it, and her reaction was, you know, red in the face, embarrassed, and almost ashamed. And, and her quote was, "Wow, that's incredible. I don't really know how to react to that. Uh, I really appreciate it. I don't know how much I deserve it, but wow." Yeah, that's not on her oh, at all. She didn't God, quote herself right. up there. No, you're that's, right. And, and but that's PW just trying to you know sell some yeah, magazines. And, and that's um, do they still make magazines? <laughs> I mean, that's the first. That's the number one. Pro, pro Wrestling Insider was a magazine. Now they're getting clicks, clicks. Um, in an unrelated note, uh, we're gonna have our full Ronda Rousey expose in our next episode for sixty minutes. So you guys <laughs> don't want to miss that. It's gonna be Ronda Rousey around the clock. All right. Hashtag um, Ronda Rousey PWI. Well, we will... <laughs> So what we will learn, one of the things we've learned doing 50 episodes, um, I think you've brought it up multiple times, that far and away our most popular episodes are when Ronda Rousey's name are in it. So Ronda Rousey. We'll just call this one Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey number one Ronda Rousey. PWI. And yes. we'll get... Yes. <laughs> but um, I just want to point out a couple more things uh, with this list. I think that yeah. tomorrow's pay-per-view should have been called uh, WWE Presents Ronda Rousey. That'll be... Can you imagine the, the viewership? Well, the disconnect there will be that she's not even allowed to show up 
<laughs> that's, right, right, that's, right, right. That'll cause confusion. Um, you know, you're probably right. They'll get a couple people to click in, but then they'll get all those nasty back clicks. Ugh. Damn it. It's like a Brothers of Discussion web block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so who who, man, who fleshed out the rest of this awful well, list? Uh, um, to, to flesh it out, uh, what was funny was PWI actually had to put out a press release uh, because of all the negative... They had to, they had to apologize. Yeah, the negative response they got. Uh, when it comes to our ranking criteria of champion... Uh, when it comes to our ranking of criteria, criteria um, they they focus on champion... Click Clickbait is heavily weighted. <laughs> yeah. right. Championships okay. won, quality of opposition, technical proficiency, uh, win-loss record, promotional push, uh, and, and to that end, they're saying Ronda Rousey is, is unmatched. And I just oh can't can't they just give her like rookie of the year? Right. She's gonna be wrestler of the year like right. in the next year, and the next year, and the next year. <laughs> like you couldn't have given it to you know. Well, Alexa was on the shelf for a while. But think um, think about this. The, another press release they did today was that um, their their timing, and they use this as like reasoning behind Ronda winning it, which I actually think hurts. But their timing of this is October 1st, 2017 to September 30th, which means it doesn't even include the evolution victory that Ronda had. Jeez. So we're talking. Matt, if you were to do a top three, Brothers of Discussion, hot tag, a yeah. real one, you can use the same criteria that they did. Who would you put in your top three? Start three, two, then number one. Three is Alexa Bliss. Two, okay. I, two. We could play the game that WWE's playing, but I think it, I think it really works. Is Shayna Baszler, and number one is Becky Lynch. Ooh. Ooh. And and Ooh. number four and five are okay. you probably put Oscar at five and Charlotte Flair at four. What was the what was the start date? It's, you said uh, September or October first to September thirtieth. So think about like Shayna Baszler, like she's getting a push yeah, like similar to ronda rousey but she's you're being told that she is like unbeatable and she's this uh and she's proved it she's you know she's this intimidating force with strength and with a, a technical um what do i want to say uh ac wrestling acumen like her, her her moves actually look like they hurt um and i just and she's won she's won the title now and i know the second title win doesn't actually count but she's been dominant all year and, and she's been in the title conversation in nxt the entire time she's never really left that conversation um and yeah. then of course for um alexa it's just she has that that long you know the the tenure with with the title and then i, I mean you talk about someone that also won money in the bank that's just, I mean, she should be up there. and She's actually number two on their list, so it makes sense. But then Becky Lynch has also been, you know, her, her abilities in the ring are, are nearly unmatched. And then, uh, you know, the last few months, you figure she's just been proving herself and building up this, this character that, regardless of what the WWE wanted, the fans loved it. So I just, I don't know. That, for, me, for me, that was easy. But Ronda... You know, if she's, let's say, you know, we want to be nice and, you know, make her number 10. I think that's still, 
legitimate. That's still a story. You know, they could still post that all over Google and they'll still get hits. Number one is is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And if I was doing it too, um, you went all the way to five. I'll go five, four, three, nice. two, one. Um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have Ronda in my top five. She just she didn't do enough. I mean, she basically had like four or five right. matches. Um. And you know you got to count promo work in there, and it's it's not her fault. She's cut like three promos in her whole life, so you know they're not gold, obviously. Um. So yeah, this 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 is just a a, a blatant example of you know somebody trying to get you to you know read their stuff yeah. um because she is she is a mega god star you know like like a john cena like the rock like everybody knows who she is she's in movies she's gonna be swimming in gold coins and you know be super famous good for her she earned it well, she worked hard but she should not be a top five female let, wrestler let me, um not, let me not this, this year out there like if we think about the way she's being booked and you you say that's the number mm-hmm. one reason that she's number one right who would be okay. number one for their male side? And I have the list in front of me right now. And I want you to, you know, I mean, you kind of know where I'm going with this. You can give me who would be number one and number two based on what their rules are for the women. It uh, should always be I, Brock yeah, or Roman. That's exactly what I was thinking. Brock is number four. Yep. Roman Reigns is number seven. So... Don't that's not accurate that, at all, though. Yeah, don't give me yeah. the bullshit. Well, well, you know, that's not true, because AJ Styles has been on a remarkable run, so he could be he is, one or two. He's number two on their list. Kenny Omega's okay. number one. Okada's okay. number three. So when it comes to WWE wrestlers, okay. they put Lesnar as number four, but I just... I mean, like, just to that end, it's like, okay, you're going to make Ronda number one, but, like, a guy as dominant as Brock isn't number one or aj like what what is really going on here like uh maybe for pwi top 500 they're like well more people are going to read this if we put someone who's not in the wwe is number one and then on the top 100 females they're like well let's put the most popular name that gets the most hits on google is number one like to yeah. in a sense it's just it's it's a problem with the industry and its media coverage and its journalism because just like wwe not being a legitimate sport neither is this journalism it's just another way yeah. for us to be embarrassed for you know liking I wouldn't, this yeah i i wouldn't dwell on it too much i mean well, we could still give our version like yeah you know i i would you know based on championship runs and how she's booked um i would put probably nia Jax at number oh, five the, i'm sorry yeah go ahead um yeah, as far as winning, like, Money in the Bank and being a championship holder and getting to do, you know, main event segments and as far as distancing herself from Big Cass and Enzo, I don't think anyone expected Carmella to be where she was and she got major TV time. She got booked like crazy. Um, Carmella's my number four. Um, every match Alexa was in was a big-time match. She cuts the best promos in the company female-wise, arguably male-wise. That's Alexa Bliss for me is three. Um, I gotta say Shayna is number two just because she was a championship holder. She got booked wonderfully, um, and she really played her role. Um, there's a lot of women who tried to, to prove themselves, and that proving ground was Shayna Baszler. Um, Kyrie Sane was really the only one to, to, you know, with a little bit of consistency come out on top, 
but Shayna brought out the best in whoever she was fighting against. She was the, um, what's pretty rare as far as the, the men and the women go, uh, throughout WWE, NXT, um, UK, Cruiserweights. She's one of the few mega evil heels. Yeah. Um, and, and I would put her up there just being a diabolical demon like, like Champa, you know, where she's just, she just gets Yeah, booze. and, and uh, like, compare her, like, what they wanted Nia Jax to be, and she can't help but smile every time she's in the ring, which is fine. She has a beautiful yeah. smile. Uh, oh, man, that sounds like such an old man thing to say. But <laughs> I guess <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, to that to that end it's it's tough to 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 book that you know and she does it so well Shayna. Uh, i just like we've talked about it um ever since i don't know i guess ever since her booking started ever since her push started like you don't if i ran in if i was at a dark alley and i saw Shayna on the other side i had shit my pants and i know i'd be dead like if she had a reason to kill me that would be it i'd be dead yep yep you're done um everything um you know her the the look of her 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 body her her ring gear is is no nonsense um that mouth guard i think is really what sells it you know it looks like she has a black toothless you know monster mouth that she's just gonna you know suck you into hell and you're gonna see karen on the river sticks because (laughs) you're dead um so she's my number two but number one uh just because she is you know on the main roster all she does is either win championships or hold them you can't really argue that you know she's got um, all the she's got all the opportunities because she has the physical ability. I know we kind of tease her, her her goofy cadence with her promos sometimes, um, but Charlotte is still number one. Um, she she doesn't really get hurt like Alexa does. She's um, you know able to be in front of you know be 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 more of a face of the franchise. You know that that Shayna. I don't know if she'll get to that point. Um, but yeah, Charlotte's unquestionably number one for me. And I, I, she's not even my favorite. And I, and I, you'll notice I didn't include Becky. I love her, but she, she wasn't, you know, booked super great. I didn't put Asuka on there because she, after the Royal Rumble, she kind of petered out. Um, I don't think either of that is those ladies' faults, but, you know, as far as having pressure, having to hold gold, um, these five ladies did a really great job. And because of their work, that's how we were able to have something like, evolution well you know and i there's nothing on there where i would say like i i wouldn't argue with you i wouldn't say you need to put out a press release mike because it's so insane like you need to put out two press releases because you're just oh man you're a nutball uh putting nia Jax on there at number five or charlotte at number one like nobody's gonna argue with that but i don't know maybe we're the problem uh, because now I'm talking about it, and really what I should have done is just ignored it. But, you know, what I, I, I think I just want to come back to the way I want this thing branded out. You know, like, I want us to be a legitimate source, um, because we know what we are. Like, when I when I came up and Daniel Bryan uh, said that he was not going to go to Saudi Arabia and that news was official, I started my video on Twitter, the live video, and I said, this is breaking opinion. Why? Because it's not breaking news. We're not the news source. We're not getting, we're not going to give you bullshit anonymous sources like some of these podcasts and blogs do. We're going to react to what's really happening. And I think that's, that's one of the reasons it makes me so mad that, you know, this, this PWI can do some bullshit like this. It gets a ton of coverage. 
and it's it's just ridiculousness and we want to be we want to be better and i think just just to that end that's that's really why it makes me so angry but you're you know you're right that i i shouldn't care but that's that's what i want us to be for the for the fans is is something that they can actually turn to and you know maybe sometimes we deliver news but most of the time we want to keep everybody informed number one uh, yeah we want to have that self-awareness that we are you know having to give you secondhand or thirdhand knowledge because you know we don't travel you know we, right. we can't we can't travel be roadies with wwe and get all the dirt for you um but you know at least try to responsibly give some some credit where we hear stories and you know try to give it some context so you know we don't give any source you know necessarily the end all be all um yeah yeah and i guess it, it is a little bit of a regurgitation but you know we we feel like we have you know a, a a pretty pretty even keel as far as you know what i'm, I'm trying not to you know because you know i i don't want to we know nothing like we know yeah. we know nothing so we're just also you know saying that we love wrestling i think that's what we're trying to get out of these 50 weeks is we've never professed to be you know the the you know the great prognosticators we you know don't have that you know knowledge and we're not going to pretend to i think that's the important thing that you were you were yeah. getting at we're not going to pretend to have that knowledge we're going to be upfront with you and just try to talk about the love for this you know medium of entertainment that is pro wrestling and namely wwe because you know we have we have an attachment to it because of what we grew up with so couldn't no that was yeah. i mean that's beautiful that's uh, and i'm not being sarcastic that's that's exactly what we're going for and i i think uh with that um another thing we want to go for is is uh you know what what we want to focus on compared to what everybody else is probably going to focus on this this weekend and we're, we're sort of making a a point here as well um as we continue to brand ourselves out we're going to make stands and one of our stands is putting out an episode thursday night before friday because to us there is no bigger news than what has already happened this week and when we come back to you next week, we'll talk about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. And I feel like uh, I feel like I'm an MLB uh, broadcaster right now who's doing like a, a no hitter. And there's going to be some people that don't know what's going on, and they don't know what I'm referencing. But for everybody that understands what I'm saying, you know what's going on. So let's talk about the most important thing that happened this past week and will happen this week was wwe evolution and uh mike i want to get i want to get your reactions first because yeah go for it what, what do you want to jump on here i don't i don't think i've been this this proud of a of a show wall to wall from wwe in you know a very long time i think it you know as far as from you know start to finish each match uh flowed into the next energy wise um i don't think I think there was a couple, you know, rusty performances from some of the legends, but I think that you you got to see what women's wrestling is all about, and I think you could definitely see it in their faces and their body language, um, and the bumps that you know the women took. Um, this, like, I I haven't had that much fun, you know, probably you know it's probably since watching that women's rumble. That was. It was it was surreal. Like you you couldn't believe that it had come this far. Um, like 
you know, we used to watch mud wrestling matches and Jerry the King Lawler still calling the, referring to the women as puppies God. and just awful sexist crap yeah. like that. Um, so we had to come a long way to get to this point. Um, and two things happened. You know, like you, you had to have the women, you know, really, you know, give their all. You know, you, you didn't want to see what you're going to see tomorrow um, in the show that shall not be named because I think a lot of the men are probably going to mail it in tomorrow because, you know, they're they're upset that this show is even still allowed to go on because the, the women aren't even allowed to participate, yeah. um, to even be visible on the screen. Um, last time that wrestling took place in this country, uh, the women briefly made a cameo in a commercial and the country had to apologize to their own people for showing that. Um, so... Knowing that, you know, knowing what's right around the corner, um, I think, like, just literally just top to bottom, um, you know, seeing Trish Stratus, um, you know, Lita, um, you know, seeing the Riot Squad, absolutely just have an incredible showing. Um, the Battle Royal, which was much better than it had any reason to be, um, because, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a Royal Rumble situation. You had that, that, <clears throat> clusterfuck of all the participants being in the ring at the same time and you can't quite see all the action there's too many bodies yeah. in there you can't stay organized um but once it started to dwindle down to you know from 20 to about 10 um it really started to get cooking um you had the finale for the may young classic tony storm and io shirai you had you know Kyrie and Shayna putting on you know another you know incredible story that is is going to keep going um you had Ronda Rousey and Nikki, you know, closing the show. Um, With a pretty good match, yeah. You know, essentially essentially doing UFC versus, you know, a diva. So, you know, a, 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 a metaphorical battle of two different women's eras. Um, and easily one of the best violent matches I've ever seen, let alone between two women... Uh, was for the SmackDown Women's Championship between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Um, you know, this is a year where we have, you know, Elimination Chamber matches. We have Hell in a Cell matches. Uh, we had Money in the Bank matches. Um, but this match that was, you know, not even not even the main event. It was the second biggest match on the card. Um, it was, it was, it was... I don't know if I've... I've it's up there. Yeah. Like it's this was as violent and as as passionate and as realistic as you know watching Undertaker and Mankind and, and dramatic. Uh, I I just like yeah people like uh, I think the, the the participants could feel the energy. The crowd was was hanging on every you know because it was a, a last woman standing match, so the ref had to count to ten. Um, sometimes the you know the crowds get a little fatigued for that type of match because it's not a three count. You got to count all the way to ten. Um, and it's not a fast yeah. count. Uh, and I'll, um, I'll throw in there too, like to your point, sometimes they book those incorrectly where they'll be counting early and they'll be counting often. And then you just kind of go, all right, I'm not going to count along this time. Cause this is the 15th time <laughs> the ref has started counting to 10 and it doesn't work out. Right. Right. Some like it's, if you book that match, it's because you have a real like vendetta you have a real grudge with the person you're fighting. So the goal shouldn't be to win, you know, in the first five right. seconds. 
and Becky and Charlotte did not fight that match like that. Um, they had a few instances early on where they would kind of sit there and recover and kind of look up, you know, at the audacity of somebody who used to be their best friend. Like, I can't believe he did that to me, but it just kept building and building and getting more violent and, you know, more violent. Um, because it deserved to be. They were fighting for gold and they were fighting for, um, you know, morally how you, you turned, you turned on me, um, you know, it was a it was a real relationship breaking. So it was it had it had real emotional stakes in it. Um, so I honestly, f from start to finish, it's not just that I'm giving a, a rating or a score because of like the historical significance of an all women's pay per view from WWE. It was just the quality of of entertainment of the wrestling. I didn't even mention the commentary. Um, you know, Michael Cole. You know getting out of the way and letting Beth Phoenix and Renee Young, you know, uh, do a lot of the, the heavy yeah. lifting. Um, this, this was absolutely a success and it's, it's a real, it's a real shame about what has to happen tomorrow. Well, um, and I, I, ho I hope <clears throat> we talked about what we learned in 50 episodes. I, I hope WWE learns that, you know, wow, you know, we might have something here. It's it, the crowd was invested. The wrestlers were invested this is something we can make money off of. So I, I hope we get more of these. And I, I, I'll, uh, I'll throw out there, I, if you're talking any other form of entertainment, like let's say you know, you could bring up Avengers Infinity War, and we know, and, and bear with me here, folks. Uh, this is going to take, take a second to get to this point. Um, but we know what the stakes are. If you're, if you're talking a, a series of TV that's, that's lasted a long time, but, you know, the series finale is coming up. You, you know, you know, again, you know what the stakes are, you know, and that adds to the drama. So I think to say that, um, I think it's okay to say that because this was the first all-female pay-per-view in the WWE, I think that's allowed to add to the drama. I 100% know what you're saying to your point, that this was a, a show all on its own, uh, or this match was, was, was perfect all on its own and could have been on any show. But I think just part of that too adds to it. Like it's it's already it's already a ten out of ten. But then to think like okay, the stakes are high. You have to put on a great show. And and I'm not saying I'm putting that onus on them, but they're probably putting it on themselves because they know for them to get another show and for people to know that this is legitimate, they had to put on a great match. And 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 so it's that outside perspective. It's that. Um, uh, you know the the uh, breaking the fourth wall kind of perspective where it's like okay we know these these two wrestlers hate each other and uh, they're gonna put on a great match because there's that drama but then when you think about the TV side of things and the contract side of things and the reason that these ladies should be paid just as much as the men get paid and the reason that there should be uh, probably a weekly episodic uh, TV show for just women wrestling you know, on, on top of Raw and SmackDown, like the reason that should be there is because this match was so great and because they were given this opportunity and they nailed it. And I, I, I just, I'm not in any way saying, I, I just wanted to add to, you know, what that match was and what it can mean and why it was so important. So there's the drama in the ring and then there's all the drama outside of the ring and every part of that came together. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I wrote... Earlier this week on BODpodcast.com that I hoped if anything could come out of this, maybe it's a monthly show, 
maybe it is a weekly show, but I, I think these ladies prove that they can handle whatever's thrown at them. And um, I, I'll, I'll go a step further and say it's not just uh, them because we know that they can put on a great show. Um, I think it's up to us to know that this can't be ignored anymore. Um, and whoever is still, you know, waiting for something else to happen, it, it already happened. It passed you by, and you're missing great wrestling. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there, but those are my... <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox again. That that was my big thought oh, on fine. that match. Uh, yeah, there was... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you for yours, too. Uh, but my three, three MVPs... Um, I'd say number three is just kind of kind of coming out of nowhere, um, you know, because the Riot Squad ah. has not not been booked super yeah. great. Um, yeah. Liv Morgan really had a coming out party. <clears throat> she got um, a lot of her taunts in. She got um, some pretty good offense in, um, you know, against Sasha Bailey and Natty. Um, and I think no, they aren't they aren't booked to win very often. And it seemed like these ladies knew this is our this is our moment this is our stage we got all these people actually watching and invested in women's wrestling this is exactly coming off your point Matt um, it really seemed like this team you know before they you know went went outside the curtain they said hey you know let's let's really put yeah. on a show tonight and they and they they absolutely did um, number two I'm gonna have to say Shayna Shayna again. Um, you know, Kyrie. You know, you need a good dance partner. We've, you know, we talk about that every week. You know, that's that's what really makes you know a great match. That's that's how, you know, anybody who goes against AJ or Champa. You know, suddenly they, they look incredible. Um, whoever's facing Shayna, your your guts are ripped out because you you feel like, you know, you're you're really watching a, a dirty, you know, rotten yeah. villain just beat up somebody who's who's innocent, who's showing some sportsmanship, and she's just out there to hurt people. Um, so yeah, her her entering stories are just just a plus. Um, I think her promo work's getting better, and now it, it seems like she's got a little bit of a you know a, a squad um, you know flanking her. Um, the uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Schaefer, um, and then number one, of course, has to be Becky Lynch. Um, the tough part. I know the writing team has wanted, you know, Charlotte to be the face, Becky to be the heel. It looks like they're backing off that a little bit this week, but man, as far as getting people behind you and getting people invested in a match and, you know, making the bumps look really, really yeah. rough. Um, when they, when uh, they were doing back, uh, Charlotte and Becky were doing back body drops on that stack of chairs. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, you could see some of their, their gear was coming apart and those, those girls were getting some real yeah. bruises. Um, it, it didn't look like it felt yeah, good it at all. It, it didn't look like wrestling. It looked like a, a real fight. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my top three. You know, I, I'd put Charlotte up there as well, just because, you know, if we're going to use the dance partner um, criteria, Becky can only look as good as her partner. And, and Charlotte, um, I think in some matches when she's booked to go over, I think she's had a little bit of trouble... Uh, selling, she sold everything for Becky and made Becky look like a million bucks. Um, so real kudos to uh, Ric Flair's daughter there. No, and I, I uh, my yeah. my top three. I'll do my best here not to pick uh, to double up here. 
I I really loved uh, Liv. Uh, I I just like I was tweeting about it through the whole match. I was so impressed. I I just thought like you put it. That was her coming out party. That was her. Okay, she could legitimately make this work in a singles career. Like y- you know, you've got two factions, um, or I guess not really two factions anymore with the SmackDown kind of uh, going down the drain. But, uh, you know, out of those now five ladies um, uh, that, that joined WWE at the same time, Liv, I, I, I would think, I mean, Nikki, uh, not Nikki, Jesus, Ruby Riot, definitely number one. But if I had to pick a number two out of those five ladies, um, it, it's, it's Liv. But my top three, like I said, I'm not going to pick, I'm not going to pick them. Uh, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. Number three was Nikki, uh, Nikki Bella, because she had quite the role to play in, in in building up this this feud and everything that follows the Bellas, no matter what they do. Uh, and a lot of that was put right on the table with some of the the promo work by by Ronda Rousey and the writers. And uh, I think I think a lot of this turned personal. And, uh, you know, there's some tweets that went out where Nikki and Brie are defending themselves saying, you know, diva is not a bad word. Well, in today's era, it is. And that's, you know, that's because they were part of that era. And that's what they focused on was being a diva over being a pro wrestler. And, and to that end, I will say right now, I'm sorry, it is a bad word. But I will also say not their fault. So... Nikki had to come out and put on a hell of a performance that is, again, not only physical, but extremely personal. Because her losing is the WWE saying goodbye to Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, and every type of wrestler like that. So that that's huge. Yeah. That's a lot. Like I, I could see that taking a lot out of any person, um, you know, mentally. And they seem pretty strong because yeah. they're taking it right in stride. Uh, of course, the paycheck helps. But, uh, yeah. I Before you move on to two, I just want to say that's a great pick. Um, because with Ronda Rousey matches, the way she's booked, it's like she is Brock. It's like she is Braun. Um, you know, she's a overwhelming fav- favorite. Um, so when you saw she's matched up with, you know, quote-unquote a diva, you're, you're kind of like, well, where's this really going to go? Right. And Nikki was able to, um, you know, make you believe that she had a chance to win. You know, maybe she'd use that some of that twin magic. You know, she'd she'd use her sister. Um, she she knows how to take advantage of situations. You know, and they had Ronda taking the bumps, um, off the ring posts. Um, it's not an easy thing to do to make it look like you're going to beat Ronda Rousey. But I th- I think you had a great pick because Nikki made it made it look feasible and I'll, I'll uh i'll go number two is kind of following that same line because uh, i'm gonna go with eo uh losing to tony storm uh, i i said it before the match started i said it during the match i think it was pretty obvious throughout the may young classic that this wasn't the same group of girls that we saw a year ago um and i think it was also obvious that tony storm was getting the victory because she needs the push and EO can survive a loss. I think we all know. I mean, shoot, we talk about PWI's listing. EO's beyond the, been on this top 10 list for like the last five years. So everybody knows, if you're a hardcore pro wrestling fan, you know who EO is. I'll admit, I didn't know EO before she started in the Mae Young Classic. That's 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 me. Uh, that's my WWE brain. But, um, you know, she's a great pro wrestler. 
And what she had to do there was, again, take the loss uh, for the team, and she put on a hell of a show. And it, it, it you know, legitimately, I, I was really hoping for EO to win. It looked like she was going to win. And they put on such a great last five minutes of that match, which is back-to-back matches for EO in a great last five minutes. Um, you know, I just, it, it seems like there isn't enough you could say about EO. I, I just, I'm really excited. I hope that, you know, I, I, I don't think I know enough to know that she's full-time for years with the WWE. Uh, but if she is, and we get to see uh, Kyrie and EO fighting in the future, two good friends that right now are, are tweeting uh, that they made their first jack-o'-lantern. Uh, and it was adorable. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Good old Mia Yim showing them how to do it. I thought that was so cute. But, um, I mean, I, I love that aspect. You know, if we're, especially if we keep getting the rumors of, like, tag team uh, wrestling in the women's division. There's number one yeah. tag team right there, I think, automatically, um, once that gets started. Uh, and number one, Mike, um, obviously, uh, cameos throughout the show. I just thought it was beautiful. Triple H. Oh, if there is, I'm just kidding. Oh I'm gosh. kidding. It, <laughs> I, I, as I said, um, I don't, I don't want to pick the same people uh, that you picked, I, and I think, I think Becky really does deserve it. But I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll go in a different direction, and and I will throw Charlotte as number one because again, this is someone who's taking the loss, um, and I think the organic push that Becky got just because she's so great. And the fans recognize that, you know, that that's that's a lot to handle as as a person again. And that's a personal battle you have to do in your head. And uh, they obviously had the conversation where it was like, all right, we can't have Charlotte win this match. The fans will go ballistic. Like, it, it was just, um, it, you know, before the match, I wouldn't have said that. But now that we know what happened, I think it's fair to say that that's, that's the truth, that they had that conversation. So, um charlotte going down i think the next steps for her are you know her next um i don't know chance at glory or her next big match is probably wrestlemania against ronda rousey uh i've been talking about that for uh, you know <laughs> not a year but uh, at least for most of this year uh that that's going to be an eventual main event and you know for her to yeah for her to and I mean, she's going to be a heavy Rumble favorite. Yeah, too. I think I um, think that's exactly what we're looking at. I think we're going to look at Charlotte kind of build herself back up, and we'll see a huge push at the end of December, and then going into January, she'll look, you know, maybe fifty-fifty. Um, but we'll, you know, when, once she hits once she hits the ropes in the Rumble, uh, if she comes in late or if she's re- going through the whole thing, I, I think right now it's it's easy to say she's a heavy favorite um but yeah those those are my top three and uh damn it I, i'm sticking to it that was that was a fun way to actually go through a pay-per-view we should probably do that more often <laughs> instead yeah. of going uh-huh. let's dissect each and every match all right uh oh and we, uh, one thing and i think sucked real quick we're gonna uh be on the same page on this too uh, you know he had a ton of ton of standout performers that night but um one that definitely deserves a lot of credit is that crowd, um, because if they're not cheering, if they're not engaged, you know, you can hear the, you know, the moves getting called out. You can hear the the mat slapping when you shouldn't. Um, they reacted perfectly to that whole night, especially when uh, tomorrow's event. <clears throat> um, 
across the ocean was advertised, and all they did was boo it. <laughs> because, because it's the 100% antithesis of what they're trying to accomplish on that Sunday. Um, so I, I applaud that crowd. They, they did an excellent job. Um, so we're going to move on here. Um, Matt, did you want to talk about, did you want to jump into NXT or some of the, you know, Raw and SmackDown stuff? Um, why don't we take, uh, we'll take a quick break and then, uh, we'll jump into, uh, why don't we talk our favorite brand? We'll talk NXT. All right. Sounds good to me. Hey, everybody. First of all, gotta thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Brothers of Discussion. Reading that blog, following us on social media, being a member of the faction means so much to us, so truly, thank you. But as we continue to grow, we want to let you know that 75 and Woodward is back on the air. 75 and Woodward is your solution to keeping track of Detroit sports. We offer a quick look at the teams that matter most to you, you in the Mitten State. We give you an opportunity to stay informed and sound smart at the water cooler. 75 and Woodward will look into the biggest news in transactions, players, and games in Michigan. Count on us for Red Wings, Pistons, Lions, Tigers, Wolverine, and Spartan coverage. Look, no one has time to listen to Colin Radio for sports coverage anymore. Let us find the analytics that matter to you, and we'll get you back to work. 75 and Woodward, giving you Detroit sports coverage at 70 miles an hour. And we're back. We're talking NXT, the favorite brand of the Brothers of Discussion. Mike, we had a huge two announcements this week for NXT, the uh, domestic version. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, War Games announced. And, I, I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we officially have the NXT championship match yes. uh, for War Games announced. Unless they, I'm pretty sure they didn't announce it last week because of the Johnny Gargano fiasco. Correct. Um, but who cares? We know that match. And just announced uh, today, Aleister Black going against Johnny Gargano. Yes. And um, it's it's uh, I like the way everything's shaping up because they have these very, uh, I, I, what do I want to say here? Thick, strong, heavy lines between good and evil. And the posters are, are showing that. And, and I wouldn't say Velveteen Dream is, like, good. And he's the NXT Championship match against um, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Right. But I, I just, like, so the poster is, like, this pink little uh, cloud behind Velveteen Dream. And then it just fades away into, like, just blackness. And then that's that's where Tommaso Ciampa shows up. And even, even the tweet that the uh, WWE put out was pretty great with the pink heart on one side and the black heart on the other. Um, but then, you know, then you've got these good guys in the War Raiders, Ricochet and Pete Dunne, will be going against the Undisputed Era. Again, very clear line of who they want to be good and evil. And then um, and now you've got evil Johnny Gargano versus the, you know, ready to punish but still good uh, yep. Aleister Black. Yep. It's just... It, it's really it's some classic booking and it's booking that um i think we talked about you know made sense even a couple months ago and especially with the gargano black stuff is super exciting and i'm so glad that gargano's getting this i just can't wait for that moment that tomaso champa thinks he's created a monster only to realize that gargano isn't on anybody's side um that's what i think that's my best bet that's what i think is going to happen even if they tag for a little bit 
you know, that'll be how they get the next NXT championship match to work out when Gargano turns on Champa again. But well, this, um, this is War Games. Go ahead. Yeah. This is right, right, War right. Games. So the main we event. We should talk about that. Right. Like the main match, right? It's going to be Undisputed Era with. Now that they have their. They're finally at 100% fish. Um, you know, no longer injured. Uh, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, Roderick Strong against War Raiders, Ricochet, Pete Dunne. So, you know, we've had Royal Rumbles where the main event is not the Royal Rumble. So, knowing that we have War Games, a War Games official match in the War Games pay-per-view, you have um, the NXT champion, Tommaso, fighting Velveteen Dream. So that belt is on the line. But then, emotionally, the biggest payoff, I I, I gotta think, um, just because there's a real feud to it, Gargano and Black. Matt, if you had to put money down right now, not just the like, I guess say the likeliest one, and then the one you would say you would prefer to see close out the show. Which of those three bouts do you see closing NXT War Games? So, oh my gosh, um, I I think like you said, you are one thousand percent correct. These are going to be three amazing matches, but I think the reason that the War Games match uh will be the will be the match to close everything out is because this storyline's been going on forever um the you know just this the running away of of the tag champs i think we talked about that in july july we were talking about the war raiders coming at uh undisputed era i think uh, you know we even had uh, half an episode dedicated to it and um that you know this is this is the big storyline this is adam cole losing to ricochet and you know kind of starting a feud with pete dunn right in the middle of it and he just he seems to be the guy that um you know if anything he's the what eighth 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 wheel doesn't make sense because that means there's an even number right but you know he's he's coming in because of uh just undisputed era being dicks so right (laughs) oh excuse me but just to get back on this on this uh, train of, of this being the most hyped match and has been built up for the longest amount of time, and, and it goes nothing against Champa and Velveteen Dream, I think that match is going to be fantastic, and I think the story for Velveteen Dream has been his own ascension. Like, that is the storyline going into this. We know that Champa's evil, and we know how his story ends. It ends with Johnny Gargano. Right. Velveteen Dream's story is getting to this point. And him being recognized by getting this main event, uh, you know, main event in quotes, uh, main event match. And, um, you know, I think I think it goes to Aleister Black, too. Um, you've got two guys in the ring. Uh, Aleister Black, this is his story. Johnny Gargano, it's just a chapter in, in the novel that is, you know, Gargano and Champa eventually facing each other for the title. And I think when you just dissect it that way, war games is that's the story and i think uh, um those guys are all in the feud together i i just i i want that to be my main event it's been built the longest and i have my silly little thing that just popped in my head that i'm pretending i've been thinking about for days is that these guys are all in their own story feuding together plus it's that awesome cage match so it's got to be yeah, you got to take it apart, and that's a real oh, that's a gosh. real bother. Yeah, remember okay. when we had to listen to the Undisputed Era theme song for like 15 minutes last year because <laughs> they didn't know the like the show had to keep going, 
there's nobody going to do a run in because there's this cage and it's just you're just waiting. I think it was um who got injured in that match? Or I guess it must have been Bobby Fish, right? Uh yes. Yes. So then yeah, uh, I'll just yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I think you're right on the money. Um, Yay! You brought up a lot of good points, and uh, I don't know what I can really add to that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I talked way too long. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, probably maybe open the show, um, Gargano and Alistair. I think it's it just comes back to something we talk about, seems like, every week. You know, it's, a, it's hard to book takeovers because all the matches could be main events. <laughs> Um, you know, it's going to be, a, it, it's because it's such a treat. Like you finally get, you know, a, a stipulation match. Like you get a war games. You finally get Alistair Black in the ring again. You know, we haven't seen that in a long time. Um, you get Velveteen Dream and his, you know, he's, he was part of that North American championship match. Um, but as far as sniffing gold, as far as sniffing, you know, NXT championship gold, um, you know, this is a rare treat. So we, we get to see him, you know, with a shot to take on, you know, uh, Darth Vader, essentially, of pro wrestling. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just... I think it's it's just fun because there isn't really a wrong answer. You, we It's probably going to be war games, but these... This roster is so damn strong. Um, like the NXT one, I mean. You know, it, before it used to lean heavily on... Uh, it was really top-heavy, it felt like... Um, you know, when you were looking at the Finn Balors or the Nakamura's or the, um, you know, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, those guys kind of took turns and then got called up. This feels like you have all those guys in the same roster at the same time, yeah. um, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be really creative writing wise to make all of them look really good. Um, it, like, like think about, like when we're honest, you know, you got No Way Jose and guys like Ty Dillinger, like. They, we thought those guys were huge. Right. And now, like, looking back, but, I, you know, I, I don't see any of these guys being No Way Jose or Ty Dillinger. Especially, you know, you got four guys in Undisputed Era that will absolutely blow up when they hit the main roster. When you, when those fans are sitting in the stands and they hear that shock the system. Yeah. The first time, that, it's, it's literally going to explode. The arena. There's going to be 20,000 dead people, including <laughs> Undisputed Era, when Shock the System hits, <laughs> hits the speakers. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got the well-traveled War Raiders, who are going to be a great tag team once they get up. I don't think they're going to be another um, Ascension. Ascension. Right. Right. I, I think they're they're legit. They've been going at it for years. They're, they're a tag team that's... that's been successful in many different uh programs so I, I you've got you've got that and then there's ricochet who immediately is given the north american title um and pete dunn who's been holding the the nxt uk championship you know i think both of those guys have some more work to do i don't think they need to do it but i think they're going to right. um but you've got to be guys. careful though i mean like as far as somebody being heelish being pretty funny um uh, having the crowd behind them having the look yeah. Don't forget that was Tyler Breeze. With So, wait. you know, like you could see Adam Cole turning into Tyler Breeze. Like uh, it's oh, it's not that unfathomable. Um no. we've seen great tag teams come up. Like the revival was 
otherworldly in NXT. You know, they couldn't be beat. Um, you know, that that could be, you know, Undisputed Era. Um, my only my only thing to go against that is when you look at t-shirt sales and you know how much that means to Vince. I think they want to sell a billion. Yeah. I, you know, uh, this is NWO. We, you know, like all over we had again. we had Bo Dallas, we had Adrian Neville, you know, we had people like that who were, you know, the champions of the show and now they're, you know, either they're gone, they're they're nothing. Um I'm just saying, I you're no, we're, yeah. we're we're both on the you know right track. We agree that you know this roster's stacked, but if anybody can find a way to bury these guys, it's Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, hot tag question, Mike. Boom. Um, who's going to be the most disappointing? Um, I'm going to take away the undisputed era. Everybody else, because I think that would be super disappointing. Everybody else that's left, who's going to be the most disappointing when you realize they got to the main roster and they didn't even get half the push they deserved? I don't think Ricochet has a lot of risk. I think that he's going to be fine. I think he has the look that Vince likes, um, and I think yeah. he's he's vaguely he's shredded. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> you know like he's um, you know he's kind of AJ shaped, but he's you know he's he's a handsome guy, um, and he sells merchandise like people like Ricochet stuff. He's got a cool entrance. I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah. Somebody like Pete Dunne. I don't know why he would ever leave like NXT or NXT UK. I, I don't think he would do well at all. Um, he doesn't really know how to cut the promos. He's not a very large guy. Um, you know, when Vince watches it on TV, you know, how, it, how I mean, he's that's how he's looking at it, how it looks on the camera. So, like, uh, this past week, for example, you know, I watched, I rewatched the Royal Rumble from 2018 yeah. when uh, Shinsuke won, and Adam Cole came out, who's... Compared to us, you know, he's a large guy, but compared to the rest of the WWE roster, he's he's not very big. And Pete Dunne is smaller than that. Like, I know he's stocky, he's thick, you know, he's kind of Taz-shaped, um, you know, like a cannonball of a man. Right. Um, but he doesn't cut promos. You know, Taz could do that. You know, Taz said, he had the gift again, Cole. Come on, Cole. <laughs> um, and... Um, I, you know, I think the War Raiders would be okay because they're they're big. They have you know they have a way to sell merchandise. Um, you know, they have a, a gimmick that you understand. It, it doesn't take a lot. You know, they're they're Vikings. They're big guys. They they beat you up and then they do like a heavy metal thing. So okay, we got you. But Pete Dunn, I don't know. He's got to be that silent protagonist. Um, he doesn't look big on the TV. Um, if anybody, I think of those eight guys, he would have the toughest time. So, Matt, if I was going to hot tag and throw it back at you, um, are you on the same page with Pete Dunn? Well, let's, I actually meant off the whole card. Um, oh, I the was, whole card? I was, ready, okay. I was ready to say Velveteen Dream. Um, and that's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, having uh, a tough time? No, I, I honestly... Oh, if if we were still, if you included Gargano, Black, Champa, and Dream, I would yeah. still pick Pete Dunn. I still think of those of those no, guys. You're... Like Dream, Dream cuts the promos. I think he's got the look. Um, Vince kind of likes those kind of muscly guys who are cocky. I mean, Goldust still has a job, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think Velveteen's gonna be fine. Um, it's gonna be Pete Dunne who's who's gonna have it pretty rough, I think, for Vince. Well, I think another one too that um, I don't know if it will necessarily just follow him once he makes it to the main roster or if he even will but uh Tommaso Ciampa I just 
that's another one where it's like, all right, that that could actually easily be screwed up where you try and bring them in, make them evil, and then force, you know, force a couple of feud matches that have no real juice to them. They just, you know, Champa decided he's going to walk in and wave at a couple people. I, You know, that right there, you lose all the momentum that you've built up in NXT. Um I, I like what's funny is I, we don't want to get into this conversation, but the thought just popped in my head. I mean, Gargano and Champa could finish off their feud and pretend both of them died, and then they just go to a different <laughs> promotion. And that, you know, like that, that's probably I, the best way for that to end. I think it's going to be okay because I, I think, um, I think about how Kevin and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn treat each other, um, where for a while I was kind of like. Uh, you know, concerned about how they're going to keep Zane on the show, how they're going to book him. Um, but those two guys are real life, you know, best friends, and so I think they find a way to keep each other relevant. Uh, I could definitely see Champa and Gargano doing that because you know the crowd likes watching those two guys go at it. Um, not just in the NXT, you know, full sale houses, you know, the twenty thousand seaters. Um, you know, people get out of their chairs to watch those two guys beat the crap out of each other. So I get, I get your fear. Um, I, I do wish that Champa's dream would come true and he'd get to fight Undertaker now that he's, you know, Champa instead of just yeah. that awful haircut in the suit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, hopefully, hopefully they all get over, but, you know, as, as we've learned, that's, that's not going to yeah, be the case. Once, once bitten, you know, now we're. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't think Nakamura, we didn't think Nakamura would drop as far as he has and. You know, now he's uh, never held the world championship. He probably never will. Um, and he's he's doing the pre-show tomorrow on an all all men card. He couldn't he couldn't make the main card of the all men show. So, um, well, or or uh, Finn Balor. We never thought that he would be where he's at, and he's kind of toiling away with um, um, uh, Bobby Roode, Mister yeah. S- Mister Scab himself. Um, <laughs> One thing we do, one thing we do want to bring up because I think that wraps up NXT's portion. Um, just kind of some quick hits for wait, Bobby Lashley. What did I say? Did I say rude? Bobby rude. Yeah. Well, that was rude of me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how well those two guys have been booked. Their names are interchangeable. Um, but as far as uh, Raw and SmackDown are concerned, just kind of go through some quick hits. Um, two guys who you know actually showed a little backbone, which is easier to do when you already have money. Um, are John Cena and Daniel Bryan, who both both have turned down um, tomorrow's shenanigans. Uh, they're not going to be part of a show that doesn't allow women, um, a show that's being paid for with blood money. Um, kudos to them, but you know, just contextually, some of those guys can't afford to not get the exposure um, to get right. on Vince's bad side uh, to not make a paycheck. Um, and and you got to remember, John Cena now is transitioning into a, a full time actor, so he probably has someone in his ear that might be his manager's agent that's saying, "Look, you're not getting the jobs you're getting now if you go and do this show, and your name is attached." You know, and and it, and it's true. Like, really, we you know we don't know what's what's going on over there, but what you don't want is is to have a PR nightmare where. You take that risk, and it goes against you. And with the brand that John Cena's selling, 
uh, it can't be to, it can't be attached with that. And and regardless of whatever the motivation was, I still applaud both of those gentlemen for for standing up and not just saying, well, yeah, there's good money in this, so I, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and I think you're on the same page. But I say that not so much to cut them down, but to you know, kind of defend the guys who are fighting tomorrow. Oh no, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, there's always two sides to look at it. Um, like, it, I don't, I don't blame those guys. I think the problem is that the decision is put in front of them, and that's where it shouldn't be an issue. They shouldn't have to worry about that. They shouldn't have to be making the decision: Do I work this show or not? Uh, the problem is that the show exists, and the problem, really, beyond that, beyond the WWE, because. Um, really, it, it's Mohammed bin Salman, and the way he runs his country is the problem. Because if there's money out there to be had, I don't, you know, a company should go for it. Uh, it's just now they all trusted uh, the kingdom of wherever. We don't want to say it again. <laughs> right. Uh, so they all trust that government, and then they're all getting, you know, they're all getting bit back for doing that um there, i mean there's so many different things to go in this but I, I i will say that i think the main point here is good for good for daniel and, and john for walking past walking away from from some big bucks um especially especially when it looks like daniel I mean, was just gonna get uh he was gonna tap out in the middle of the ring to, to aj styles <laughs> well i mean we uh, is you know as upset as we've you know about nakamura's booking um the way AJ Styles has been booked, a guy who's you know, from known for being from Japan, known known for carrying TNA, um, you know WWE didn't quite sh- they weren't quite sure what to do with them at first. Um, now they are one hundred percent behind that guy, so I, I feel yeah. like that's that's kind of the trade off. You don't you can't have everything. You can't have you know you can't have your cake and your pie and your cookies because you're going to be eight hundred pounds. So. <laughs> you know they 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 take away our our Nakamura cookies and they fill us with AJ sausage I guess I don't know um, so. oh boy that hurt. <laughs> um, but as far no, as uh, right. as far as the nuggets let me hot tag week, wait yeah. hot tag oh, go ahead. um would you trade a Nakamura no I title know reign nope I would keep AJ he's more deserving wow no I agree okay I just wanted yeah. to hear you say it. Yeah. It's official folks. The brothers of discussion hate Nakamura. It's I'm just kidding. <laughs> Somebody'll pull that and it'll be the one time we get a thousand listens on an episode. Woo! <laughs> um real quick, a uh, couple more nuggets. Uh, you mentioned I mentioned uh Bobby Roode when I met Bobby Lashley and now I'm going to mention Bobby Roode. Um he's getting TV time again with Chad Gable. They got to fight the Ascension and Authors of Pain in a three-way match. Uh, don't want to dedicate a lot of time to this, but it's just kind of nice to see those guys on the peripheral get some TV time, just like Lucha House Party and The Revival going at it this week. A um, little surprised that The House Party beat The Revival, <laughs> uh, but I, I guess yeah. I, I shouldn't be the way The Revival's been treated since the second they left NXT. <laughs> Another, you know, uh, we can't even say once bitten. I mean, Jesus. Um, we... We are chock full of snake venom right now <laughs> from all the snake bites uh, we've gotten from our former NXT heroes uh, going down in flames. 
Um, I decided that when you're once bitten, it's from a snake. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> the uh, the other little nugget I really liked was um, that kind of a rehash uh, from Evolution. They had a five-on-five five match uh, from all the women on Raw who fought. Um, to get Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, uh, Natalia, Lita, and Trish against the Riot Squad, Alicia and Mickey. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because it was just another example. We touched on it a little bit ago, but Liv Morgan again, um, you know, just continued her hot weekend with, you know, great, mm. great Monday, Monday Night Raw match. Um, they lost again, but it, it, it didn't matter. You know, this was about proving that, you know, that, that faction, you know, deserves TV time. They, they deserve championship opportunities. And if ever, you know, they, they finally put together a women's tag division, um, there's no reason the Riot Squad shouldn't have a reign with those tag belts. Yeah. And and we talked about it last time. That, that, you know, there's that opportunity to throw Lita and Trish in there. Um, and that's when I thought that that first match in Evolution was actually going to matter. We saw pretty quick that it, uh, it didn't. It was just sort of a, a fun little performance piece. Um, but you're right. Like, who should hold that title? It's the Riot Squad. Yeah, for sure. Um, so out of the you know the the main roster stuff, um, did you have any other little nuggets you wanted to throw out there, Matt? Well, I, I'll tell you this: I I'm excited uh, for Monday Night Raw uh, coming up because I know. So what what did we have? We had Evolution, then we had Raw, SmackDown, NXT, um, and now the next big show for the WWE. This is Thursday night at eleven eleven o'clock. 8 o'clock. So it's Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Next big WWE show, Monday Night Raw. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the reason, though, uh, is my boy Drew McIntyre, uh, who I believe is missing some bullshit show, uh, if I'm correct. I, I think I'm correct. So McIntyre's missing that show, but he'll be back as a main uh, main event uh challenging pro wrestler guy because uh i think he's he's definitely going up against braun Strowman. i don't know how braun's gonna end up with the title just all of a sudden he'll have it after this weekend uh but it'll be drew mcintyre and braun Strowman. i can't wait for that only because um yeah i'll, I'll be honest braun Strowman. i think he's kind of proving that uh he's He's like uh, he's like a dwarf running from Lord of the Rings. Like he's he's good for short distances. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the the length of time that he can keep that character interesting uh, is kind of wearing thin. And he'll win the title, and then I'll add some juice. Uh, but this, I, I don't know if it's. I, I think it'll be short lived, Mike. I think uh, I think I'm gonna get my wish. So that's that's my final thought from the main roster. You saw Drew McIntyre talking on Raw. I'd, about uh, he's coming after Braun, but yeah, uh, you know, I, we'll, we'll know for sure. I did think of one more thing I wanted to mention. Um, oh, one last thing. Um, they started doing Becky Lynch promos against Ronda Rousey. Um, oh right. With this awful nightmare occurring tomorrow, the the all men show, no women at all. Um, you know, we have go home shows Monday and Tuesday to sell Friday, and instead. Mixed in with all that BS, you know, selling all these awful tournaments that people don't even want to be a part of and 
championship matches that don't even feature the champion because he, you know, un, 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 unpredictable, you know, illness, keeping him out. Um, amongst all that, they started selling a women's match next next month, far, far away, weeks away. Yep. Um, that I thought that was really cool. I don't know if that was just them saving face, but they could have put that off a little bit because they have so much to, you know, to, to try and get Friday over. Um, you know, make people tune in, make people subscribe. You know, that's the goal every week. But instead, they were selling Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch going at it. Um, so, yeah, bravo. Don't want to not mention that. No, yeah, and that's that's a wonderful point. Um, if anything that you hope that there's... Uh, I'm trying not to say consequence, but, um, you know, what, what happens with evolution and all of its success is something like this. And like we've mentioned so many times, even before evolution happened, but that's, you know, and you know, what's funny, even the WWE saying it is that you, you do these things to affect change. They weren't talking about evolution when they said this, they were talking about something else. But you, you put your foot down in the ground and you have a show to affect change. And I think they accidentally did that with Evolution. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think what we saw was, uh, I'll just say, it, the consequence of that or, you know, a positive uh, reaction uh, to that show is, is now we're going to get some real juice added uh, to this, this Rousey and, and, and Becky Lynch match. It's, I really stumbled into that uh, that, that idea there. But. That's okay. You you said put your foot down. You were probably thinking about the debut of Matt Riddle's bare feet on NXT this week. Oh, yeah. We did forget to mention that. <laughs> see, it wasn't that great of a match, so it was very forgettable, but uh, good to see good to see Matt Riddle in there. Um, yeah, I hope it, his promos are, 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 are a little bit better from, than what we've seen from the last few people that have been added to the NXT roster. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm uh, yeah. exciting. Yeah, we'll see him against uh, the other KO pretty soon here, Cassius Ono. Um, yeah, we're pushing. Oh uh, no! Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, we could get we could get everybody out of here. I'll uh I'll say this. Um, I posted our our top five of uh, female wrestlers for 2018 so far. Um, if you want to check them out, go there. Give us your thoughts on your top five. I have uh, Clay from uh, the brothers of discussion faction uh, clay let us know his number one is charlotte two is becky lynch three alexa bliss four is oscar and number five ember moon Ooh. very interesting there clay uh, she did have um we gotta look at the timeline but she did hold the belt she was the one who yeah um you know shana's that was shana's big mountain she had to overcome um she didn't have gold but oof she has been booked rough since WrestleMania. Let me tell you. Yeah, kind of, kind of thought she was going to get that victory at uh, Evolution in the Battle Royal. Uh, but we also have James Clark. Um, he's he's notorious for posting things that go right against what we think, Mike. Um, That's okay. But here we go. Here, here's James Clark. Uh, number one, Ronda Rousey. Number two, Charlotte. Three is Sasha Banks. Four is Bailey, and five is Asuka. Um, hey, somebody's going to be working for PWI pretty soon. So. <laughs> hey, everybody's okay. got an opinion. Yeah. All right. Thanks, James. Uh, Clay, we love it. James, thanks. Um, so that's it for the Brothers of Discussion this week. Uh, thanks uh, for tuning in, everybody, and uh, looking forward to the next big WWE show that this Thursday night, which will be Monday Night Raw. Hey, have, here's yeah. to another 50. I love you, buddy. Uh, I love you too, Mike. 
Bye. 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 Bye.